folks, and welcome to the Santa Clarita Valley Leadership and Business Solutions webcast. I'm Paul Raggio. And I'm Lisa Raggio, and we are happy to be here today to talk about another leadership and business tip that we can give you. We're so happy to be partnering with The Signal to offer you these ongoing conversations. Sometimes it's just Paul and I, sometimes we interview a community leader, a business owner, and we get some really good information for you that you can weigh and uh, figure out how you can implement in your business or organizations and make them better. So before we talk, Paul, tell us about uh, what we have going on now with One True North. We have a great offering and it's called the Business Health Checkup, something that you should take advantage of, especially when you wanna position yourself to take advantage of what we see explosive economic activity to occur over the next 12 months or so. We'll send you a checklist and it's pretty exhaustive. It covers everything in your business from personnel to planning to financials to how your systems are operating. You, you fill out the checklist and then uh, create a calendar event for us to meet with you for about 90 minutes. And we'll spend the time going through with you uh, some of the challenges you have within your business. And it's complimentary doesn't cost you a thing other than the time that you want to spend with us. But we assure you that you're going to walk out of there with value. That's right. And now is the best time to do it. As you know, Paul, what we keep on reading in regards to our economic forecast is this is really the time you want to be preparing for the boom, economic boom in Q3 and Q4 and 2022. So now is the time to be thinking through, strategizing, let us help you with that. Um, this is what we do, this is how we serve. So we wanna help you. Uh, so take us up on, a, on our offer. Yeah, and today's subject is gonna be about ambiguity. And you know, I get asked a lot of times, how do you get these thoughts about writing and, and uh, some of the topics that come up? Well, I just look at what happens day to day and there's so much uh, activity that is business related that you can draw analogies to. So uh, this last week, I had the opportunity to go to Disneyland with a friend and, you know, a lot of comments were being made about masking and the requirements. Uh, there was signage posted all from the parking lot all the way into the park about make sure you wear a mask, stay socially distanced, wash your hands. Uh, abide by the distance guidelines on each ride. So it's just fascinating to watch that a lot of people are compliant and those that aren't, of course they have uh, park officials walking around throughout telling you to put on your mask or put your mask on properly. So that happened Wednesday and then Thursday, CDC came out with new guidance. And it even surprised the White House. I mean, it, it's fascinating to see how some some of this stuff happens, but it even surprised the White House. And I, I saw a newscast with the First Lady. She was talking to a group of people and she had her pink mask on and it was matching her pink outfit. And then she was lamenting. Here, I the first time she color-coded her mask to her outfit and then the announcement came out. So she gleefully took off the mask and, and said, now I, I don't have to wear a mask and pocketed it. And uh, so this, this just gave me the thought, this is something that's really to write about because it created such ambiguity within our society. I mean, you see it, I started getting questions about, well, 
should I wear uh, should I wear a mask to Trader Joe's? Should I wear it to the grocery store? How about church? What if I went to a movie theater? What about restaurants? And I don't have an answer for any one of them other than saying CDC gave the guidance. If you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask inside or outside. CDC is not a regulatory agency. So they aren't the ones that are going to tell you that you must wear a mask or you will have a penalty such as this. Those are federal and government agencies that impose those. And so you, from a business standpoint, you still have to be compliant with whatever those regulations are. Mm-hmm. But that's how we got started on this and mm-hmm. this article, and it'll show up tomorrow in uh, the business section of the signal. Mm-hmm. Well, Lisa, Paul, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, well, I'll, Saturday, Saturday Night Live was on this weekend, and the first opening of that was the character who's playing Dr. Fauci. And um, we had to laugh because it speaks to what it is that you're talking about with a whole bunch of different scenarios of people now, whether they're going to a party, they're going to school, they're getting on a train, what are they doing now? And really kind of emphasized, you know, comically in regards to everybody scratching their head, but also left you with this, this thinking of how do we enter into another new normal? And we're reliant upon trusting each other when we don't know what's going on. So there's a few things that come up. And for us, because we're business coaches, we're looking through the lens of business owners, organizational leaders, how are they gonna navigate through this? And I'd like you to share um, actually how you came up with, and, and I want you to describe it, but I consider them to be the four pillars, the foundation of good communications. So you talk about four elements that drives good communications. And then I want to ask a follow-up after you've you've described what that is. So what are the four pillars? You know, in any presentation that we uh, talk about communication and communication is so essential to the health of the business and, and the community at large, whether it's politicals with effective communication or a business leader with effective communication or you know, if you cascade down the different levels of management within an organization, how uh, effective their communication is. So, you know, over the years, I've, I've, for myself, I've learned that to be an effective communicator, I have to be very clear in what I'm stating. Words matter, and whether I'm writing them or whether I'm speaking them, it, I have to be clear. And, and, hand in glove with clarity is how direct you are you can really obfuscate stuff when you're indirect when when you're trying to get a message off but you're couching it in words or terms that aren't direct so it causes confusion or gets back to it causes ambiguity within the listener and then the listener the target of your message is always looking for purpose if you give them purpose in whatever message you have, it ins- that's part of what inspires them is they understand that there's meaning behind it more so than just words. The purpose has a direct linkage to the action that uh, you're inspiring them to take. And then of course, the, the last piece is, is inspirational. If your message is inspirational, people wanna listen. If it's something that's less than inspirational, 
they don't want to listen. They'll turn it off. So we've used these four, clear, direct, uh, purposeful, and inspirational, to really describe uh, skills that you can develop to become an effective leader. And uh, it's, it's something that if you are able to accomplish this, you'll find that the messages that you're conveying to either followers or other listeners really will have an impact. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's yeah. what you, uh, you know, it comes to mind when you say purposeful too, is because sometimes we have these acronyms that they come in handy. They give pause for thought, make you more intentional and mindful. So wait, wait is a great acronym for why am I talking? And it helps you pause and focus and be purposeful in what it is that you want to be clear on, direct, purposeful, and inspirational. So, so that was a, a great, uh, you know, lesson or knowledge to leave with our listeners. I think if I go back to what you began with this conversation with, there's a fifth element that we're not seeing with what's going on with the CDC guidelines. Um, or with the implementation, because you know, I think what, what we find, and this is ap- apropos for whether it's business, cross-sector, government, public sector, there's a big difference between implementation and execution. Implementation is the starting point in which you proceed. Execution means that it's the entirety of what's going on and you can fully see it through and know that it's gonna be successful in its execution and it's ongoing. And so we've already seen the beginning of what hasn't been clear, direct, purposeful, inspirational. But that fifth element, what we can take away from what we're seeing is the coordinated efforts, the lack of coordinated communications. So how would you say that what we're seeing now applies to businesses and organizations um, in, if they have those four things, they got the foundation right, but then how they message that out, if it's not well-coordinated, um, what becomes the threat then? Yeah, this this is such an important point. Uh, I had the opportunity to work at the highest levels of the Defense Department and often had to coordinate what we called with the interagency. And so anytime there was a major announcement to be made, whether it was a troop movement or a change in uh, a particular unit, or whether we knew that it was going to have an adverse impact if the news got out about some event that happened in Department of Defense, we we always and purposely coordinated any message within the interagency, which meant it it had hit the executive branch as well as the uh, legislative branch in Congress. And and we told them what our message was going to be. We asked for feedback on it and the impact it would have once it was delivered, uh, even before we published what that announcement was. So the coordination piece was absolutely essential to have an impactful message. Uh, and that didn't happen with this. I mean, CDC was anxious to put positive news out. They've been getting an awful lot of uh, news or uh, responses back to them about how their their news has been something that has caused a lot of sacrifice and pain. So clearly they were anxious to put something out positive and and of course this is positive. But they didn't coordinate the message. Mm-hmm. 
And so they caught the White House off guard. They caught all the other regulatory agencies, for example, within Department of Labor, you have the, the Office of, of uh, Standards and Health. I mean, OSHA is part of this. And OSHA is a regulatory oversight agency that uh, monitors the workforce and workplace. And so if you went to their website, there was nothing about uh, removing masks or being able to mitigate wearing masks. So their regulations are still in place. So this is what causes the ambiguity within the workplace environment. What do we do? We, we give this new guidance. We know it's going to have an impact on our business. It has a personal impact on us. How, how do we bring back employees? Do we have to have them wear masks, not wear masks? Because the OSHA guidance would say that you have to. And, mm -hmm. and they have the ability to impose fines. Mm -hmm. So these are all things that happen when you have something that's not well coordinated. Mm -hmm. And it's true, even down to an organizational level within a business, is that if you have a major announcement to make and you don't coordinate it with the department heads before the announcement is made, you're going to cause ambiguity. And ambiguity truly is poison to the workplace. Yeah, and you bring up something too, Paul, um, that we're starting to talk to our clients about, and rightly so. And there's uh, some good research now that we could be referring to those of you that are reading for the employees coming back to work. Now, what that means is really you're, you're now on a journey of figuring out with your teams how they're going to move forward in this quote unquote new normal, um, if they're going to come back in person. And weighing what, what, Paul, you just talked about in regards to safety and protocol. You know, when we started this, we started, and I'm talking about March of 2020, and for uh, at least a few months, talking about the value of really ensuring to customers and clients that you were safe in your practices, that you were going by best practices, and also to your people. But we know that that what happened with the the our teams is um, we immediately forced evolution caused us to go into remote environments and now we're ready for the return to work well it isn't it isn't return to work it's return to office really question mark mm -hmm. and figuring out how do we proceed and i know you and i are coming across some really good research materials um, that one of my takeaways that that we're learning because we want to to we're always staying ahead of the game so that our clients we can direct them in the best way and help and support them but one of them is to not rush to any kind of declarative of what it is that's going to be this has been monumental and it takes um, a method that you need to create and to also be open and honest with your teams because they're gonna be feeling just like you've talked about with mask or no mask, where, where not, um, to, to wear to, or not to wear. Uh, you know, they're feeling the same way in regards to all the ramifications for coming back into a space and being in person. And that ranges from physical to mental and well-being and we know one of the things that we say is that it's a time to slow down, not rush to any kind of decision, um, but start to be mindful of taking the temperature of your people and where they're at and working in an effort of being inclusive. 
and and refraining from expediting some kind of decision that you're going to implement ASAP. So what you and I haven't talked about this even. I just know we're we're going through the research and um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, the important thing to do is, and it gets back to our topic, is to eliminate ambiguity. And so I use the example of Disneyland. So Disneyland was very declarative about what you had to do if you wanted to visit their park. There was, there was no question about it. As soon as you left the parking lot, you had to go through a series of gates, temperature taken, uh, a reminder that you had to wear a mask the entire time you're in the park. So there was absolute clarity about the expectation of what you had to do once you were in the park. Then of course the guidance came out. And so people are now questioning, okay, what's the establishment going to do? And, and so you don't know if you can walk into one store, like can you walk into a Starbucks with a mask or without a mask? Well, Starbucks has to make a declarative statement for this time period, you, you're going to wear a mask until we do something. I mean, there has to be purpose behind it. The same with your own business. If you choose to require the mask for a specified period of time until maybe some of the other regulatory agencies uh, catch up to what the CDC guidance was, then declare that, state it, state it. We're, we're going to continue to reinforce the mask mandate until we get absolute clarity from the state oversight agencies stating something different. Or if you choose not to do that, that's a business decision. You can choose, uh, we've seen it with uh, Trader Joe's, for example. Trader Joe's has made a statement, if you come into our establishment, you don't need to wear a mask. But whatever it was, they have clearly, directly, purposely communicated what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. And that would be just as important for a business to do the same thing. If you have employees, you declare to your employees, either if they're vaccinated, they can come into the establishment and not wear a mask. If you're not vaccinated, you have to come in with a mask on. That, that may be a declarative statement. Uh, you have to be careful though, because some of these things you may not be able to mandate. And so, you know, we're giving you advice on things, but it would be important that you always check with your legal counsel when it comes to uh, personnel requirements within your business. Mm -hmm. But our, our point is, is that if you make a decision one way or the other, you have to be declarative about it and people have to walk into your establishment or however you do business with no ambiguity about what you're stating. Yeah, and it's unfolding as we go along. So it, bottom line is we're all in this together, <laughs> making right. our way through it. And, uh, and you know, as we come to a close, I would say that uh, I'm really mindful too of what we are going to be reading for helping our clients with and can help, um, you know, prospective and future clients too, which is, now that we are here and June 15th is right around the corner, um, we're going to be in need of, of helping our teams, our work families, in how they're going to continue to do their work. Um, hybrid, 
all remote, all in the office, you know, and figuring all of that out. So, uh, so I just wanted to mention that too, and leave our listeners with that thought that there's a, a lot of opportunities for getting the support that you need right now as we move forward into our next best steps. So, so I leave them with that thought um, before we we share a little bit more information about our offerings. And Paul, is there anything you would like to mention that's on the horizon or would you like to share with our listeners uh, in well, regards that, to community, et cetera? Well, I think what you, I, just to extend the discussion on what you last stated, you know, we're in a transition period again. So we're transitioning from what we were required to do during the pandemic. And now we're transitioning back to what will be a new normal. And so many of the habits that you developed during the pandemic, you may or may not continue with. And so this is, the, the transition period is an important uh, time for you to really evaluate your uh, procedures, processes, systems, have they evolved, what has changed in them and what should you be looking to change in order to adapt to whatever this new normal is going to be for another extended period of time. And so the, the pandemic, e even though we're uh, coming out of part of this, there's still gonna be some lagging effects of what the pandemic caused before you really get back to a normal business activity, which could be 12 months from now. Mm -hmm. And so that will be another transition period that you'll be going through in order to adapt to whatever that new environment is. The important mm -hmm. thing is to stay positive with this. There are so many opportunities that you can create going forward. We know that the economic activity is going to be big. And if you don't take advantage of it now, you're going to be behind. You'll be behind the power curve. So take advantage of this. Really think through how do you position your business now to best operate in this environment? Mm-hmm. And I would say go to our resource page at onetruenorthcoach.com. We have an abundance of resources that will help you regarding planning, thinking through, strategizing. So we encourage you to go there. And we're going to start to be posting some of the things that we talked about today in regards to um, how you can be, how you can be uh, having clear, direct, purposeful, and inspirational communication and some of the things that you need in regards to tools for how you weigh what you're gonna do in Q3, Q4. Uh, so visit us at onetruenorthcoach.com at our resource page. Take us up on our offer for the business health check and uh, go to our Facebook One True North page, our LinkedIn One True North page. There's a lot of great stuff going on and uh, we encourage you to continue to learn and grow and lead with us. Anything else, Paul? No, it's a great session today, and we look forward to seeing you at our next webcast. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.